At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Primetime Action here on VEASANVEASAN.com. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin behind the desk. It is a very special Thursday, and the reason it is a special Thursday, Wes, we have not one, but two different football games mm-hmm. tonight. I don't even care if it oh, is yeah. of the preseason variety. Yeah, I believe we have Thursday night football pretty much for the rest of the calendar year now because uh, there's going to be a preseason game every week and obviously NFL Thursday night football regular season. There's always a couple college games. So uh, we have football every Thursday night for the rest of 2022, and that is a good thing. If you want to get in on that, that is actually about to go down right this second. It looks like it is three in favor of the Giants over the Patriots. If you can run to your book, this thing is probably going to be coming off here any second. We have another game in about a half an hour, the Titans and the Ravens. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. A, A whopping total of 32 points there for the Ravens and Titans, minus 194. Uh, the Ravens on the money line, plus 160 for the Titans on the money line. I was looking at this game a little bit earlier, Wes. The Ravens have both they have both Huntley and Hundley mm-hmm. on, that are going to be playing tonight. So good luck 
with that for the announcers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And 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 look, all the Ravens quarterbacks, by the way, can run. Uh, Huntley mm-hmm. and Hunley and also <laughs> Anthony Brown. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson, depending on how long he plays tonight. But, of course, uh, uh, I'm not sure if our audience has heard. I'm guessing they've heard it maybe once or twice <laughs> over the last couple of days. The Baltimore Ravens on a 20-game winning streak in the preseason. I think 18-2 and two against the number. And there you see John Harbaugh, 37-15, 71% that he takes this very seriously but we've been hearing you know some rumblings to say hey we're not doing as much physicality in practice you know we're trying to keep everybody healthy because we know I think the story of the Ravens last year they were good enough to be a playoff team but I think the injury bug just really caught up with them especially in the secondary on the offensive line they already have the kid uh, Linderbaum with the Lisbrank injury the center they drafted in the first round out of Iowa Ronnie Stanley coming back from his season ending injury last year so Maybe this could be the uh, situation or the time to kind of go in. If I'm playing this, I would be taking the three and a half of Tennessee. Yeah, I'm with you, Wes. That is one uh, I looked at a little bit, but just kind of hearing the comments out of Ravens camp and and what they went through last year. Right, Dobbins got hurt in the preseason mm-hmm. last year. They, I I would would not be shocked at all. We know Lamar's not going to play. I wouldn't be shocked at all if if Harbaugh is maybe going to start taking his foot off the gas pedal a little bit when it comes to these preseason games. So we know we know that's affecting the line here of how much success he's had in the preseason. If I had to bet that, it would be the Titans side. I just got saw on Twitter Malik Willis will get the start tonight uh, for the Titans in that game. Uh, I've got nothing on that one, though. I did end up going Giants first half tonight. Just happened to be, this was kind of more of a numbers play based off of news uh, that we got early this morning. It looks like New England's not going to play most of their starters in this game. A couple still up in the air on that side. The Giants sound like they are going to play their starters the majority of the first quarter and then we've got preseason legend uh Tarot Taylor that will be coming in uh you know after that so uh I like the Giants minus one first half I think I think that first half number is about the same as the game number now most places based off that news this morning uh like I, Wes I think you said you even saw three mm-hmm. in a first half for that game so I don't know if I'd necessarily bet it now but I do still think there I think there's yeah. some value on yeah that I Giants got side. I got too late to the party and I think you know just some caution as you go through the preseason. If you're late, go ahead and take a pass on the game because I kind of like the Giants. If I could have gotten the minus 150 on the money line yesterday, nowhere to be found. I think it's going to be about 80 or 85 pretty much market-wide in the first half. So that's, I think, the way to play it because in the second half, you're going to get for New England a lot of Bailey Zappi, who you might remember from Western Kentucky, played in that air raid offense, uh, set a bunch of records, actually. I think he set the uh, yards record last year for a single season. So you got to think New England might be doing a little bit more throwing in the second half. I think the Giants, I wouldn't lay the three for the full game. I think Kelly's on the right track with the first half. The beat writer for the Ravens saying during warmups, first team offense consisted of Tyler Huntley, Mike Davis at running back, Isaiah Likely at tight end, wide receivers Tylen Wallace, Jalen Moore, and Benjamin Victor. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a winning mm-hmm. squad. So that is that was who was running with and the running the ones <laughs> a there for the why you've seen the total get bet to the under. Mm-hmm. I think the low I see on the screen is thirty one and a half, but it's basically 32, 32 and a half market wide. This was an opener at thirty four. Giants win the toss and will receive as we get going here in uh, on Thursday. Only two games 
West in Major League Baseball for us to go over here this evening. Both of them about to start as well, so we are not going to have baseball late in the evening tonight. Orioles and the Red Sox. That is Dean Kramer, who was supposed to go yesterday. Her game mm-hmm. got rained out. They pushed his start back to today. Josh Winkowski for the Red Sox. This is about a coin flip, a little bit shaded towards the Red Sox in this thing at home. Ten is your total if you want to play it. And then at 7.15, we got the Cubs and the Reds in the middle of corn. It's about a coin flip there as well. Reds slightly, slightly, slightly favored in this one. Nick Lodolo is going to go for them. Drew Smiley for the Cubs. Eight and a half is the total if you want to tune in and watch people play baseball in, yeah, in a cornfield. This, this is the Field of <laughs> Dreams game, by the way, in Dryersville, Iowa, and you see the dimensions. Uh, 335 left to right, 400 to uh, deep center field, 8,000 in attendance. So uh, I'm sure when they had this game they were thinking that these NL Central rivals were going to be a little bit better. They are not. 45-65 and 65 for the Cubbies, 44-66 and 66 for uh, your Cincinnati Reds. So last year we did see a high scoring game. No, it was nine, eight, Tim Anderson hit that walk off home run, uh, eight home runs, by the way. So you haven't really seen that materialize in the total though. I think it, there was some eight and a halves out there or nine, but it's basically nine juice to the under. So haven't seen as much support, I think, for for the over that you would think as uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and <laughs> Senior walked <laughs> out, walk of, the out of the corn stalks. Oh, that's great! No, that's awesome. That, 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 that's pretty cool. I think it was. Uh, I think the first because they did this the first time last year. This Field of Dreams game and uh, Kevin Costner was there giving a little bit of a speech. So uh, Griffey's Jr. and Senior, both former Cincinnati Reds, they're in Dryersville, Iowa this evening. <laughs> that was awesome having them come out of the court. As you would imagine, if we only have two games. Going in the evening, there was a bunch of day baseball as well. There was Marlins 3-0 over the Phillies. And not only is that a loss for the Phillies as they were trying to make a run there in the East, more concerning, I think, a little bit there for this squad, Wes, was that you um, you had an injury in this one for the Phillies. And that is one of the ones where, listen, we're, we're okay with Schwarber not hitting for average, but he's taking walks. I mean, his OBP is 314. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's getting on base enough, you know, and of course, massive power for him. He took a walk and immediately got to first base and they pulled him. And yeah. so apparently some sort of calf injury for him. And again, if you're the Phillies and your whole thing is hitting your way to, you know, hopefully a title or something, because again, they're one of the worst fielding teams in the league. Getting your your uh, your big home run hitter there, your guy that scored a ton of runs at the top of the lineup, having to come out with a calf injury down the stretch here is certainly not going to be great. Yeah, and you got the big series this weekend, of course, up in mm-hmm. Flushing at City Field against the New York Mets. Uh, Suarez and Scherzer are going to be the opening starters for that series tomorrow night. They're all coming out of the corn now. Fascinated by this. Is there a wall behind the corn? How does this work? What do you mean? Behind it. Behind the court. Yeah, like if there's a green room back there, is now Johnny mm. Bench is walking out there in an old school Reds uniform. Uh, good for Johnny staying in shape to fit in an old baseball uniform. There you like go. That. There's your there's your aerial view. There Kelly. we go. Got it. There you go. There's a barn. In the, barn, they all came out of the barn. Yeah, we got yes. a barn there. They were showing the, the barn green yeah. room. The yeah, famous where's the green barn room? Green exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. They all just came out of the barn. Look at this. They're just pulling everyone out. Some Barry Larkin action yes. going on. All right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Guardians get it done 4-3 to three in 10 innings over the Tigers. Again, big win for the Guardians because that division, completely wide open. They moved to 59-52 and 52 on the season. And the reason that's even bigger, 
The Royals take care of the White Sox. Again, the White Sox fall to 56 and 56. Yes, this team is 500 mm-hmm. on the season, Wes. I, I, how Larusa still has a job yeah, is beyond I, me. Yeah. I cannot, I, I cannot wrap my brain around this. This team is one of the, everybody's preseason favorites. Everybody thought they were going to win this division. Everybody thought they might be an actual real contender for the World Series. And here they are, 112 games into the season, 56. And 56. Yeah, 50 games left. Uh, now is the time for the sense of urgency. I know Frank mm-hmm. Thomas, I think it was several weeks ago, came out and like, they're kind of too casual. You know, they need to turn it on. Well, I know that they've had some injuries, so at least there's some mild excuse. But I think a lot of it is Tony Larusa just you know, has the game passed him by because you look at this team, even with injuries, this team has the most talent by far in that AL central. And the fact that they're 56 and 56, Dylan Cease takes a rare loss today. ERA now up at 196. Zach Greinke gets the dub. Astros just do what the Astros do. They win 72 and 41 on the season. Now for them, Framber Valdez moves to 11 and four on the season, seven to three there over the Rangers. Rockies get it done at home over the Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals on a really, really nice stretch as well. They fall to 61 and 50 on the season. And then a game in which no one cares about the Diamondbacks nine to three over the Pirates. You only cared about that one if you bet it, Wes. Yes. That's, the only re- that's the only reason you cared about that one. Yeah, and uh, three to two after five, but the Diamondbacks played seven in the bottom of the seven, so nine to three, easy win for the Snakes. We are going to have Adam Burke join us in a little bit here in about ha- in, in about 20-ish minutes, so stick around for that. He talks a little bit about everything. Baseball, talks some college football with us as well. we got Frank Schwab joining us at the top of the hour. Julian Edlow from DraftKings is joining us as well at 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour, and then at 6.30 Pacific, Jonathan Von Tobel going to be on the program as well. So we have a nice packed show here as we take in some football action. Giants have the ball. We're ready for this. They're showing Bill Belichick. I mean, it just feels feels like football, doesn't it, Wes? It just feels like football now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, still warm in the summer, though, so no hoodie for Mr. Belichick. They're nearly in the nearly in the red zone there are the Giants. Super Bowl for the Giants. Let's go. Super Bowl for the Giants. Primetime action coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. 
It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple of weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bet on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get this betting guide, can't get it a la carte anymore, you got to be a VEASAN All Access subscriber. You can sign up early. You get a discount at $175 rate. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with Full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. You can also join us for 40 bucks a month to see everything VEASAN has to offer. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. As always, drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Um, Kelly. Settling for field goals. We're settling for field goals in the preseason. 3 nothing Giants. And Daniel Jones took a little bit of a shot there. He got sandwiched, uh, pass rusher from the backside, and Andrew Thomas got pushed into him on the the other side. But the Giants, by the way, I know that they've kind of tried to add on that offensive line. Thomas, then they drafted Evan Neal, of course, out of University of Alabama. So they're trying to help Daniel Jones out, but that offensive line is going to have to hold up this year. Giants settle for three. Three nothing, nine thirty-five left. To go I believe that was a. It was third and five from about the eight, and I believe that was our 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 friend Kenny Galladay with a with a terrible drop there. Yes, Kelly, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, uh, so. you know, I, I do these reads, and I, you know, I, I, you hand me the little reads, mm-hmm. and all that. And you drink responsibly. These this these these feel very crisp, as if they were just as if they were just printed, and and that and that you didn't keep the ones from yesterday, and and have me. Just read the same stuff that oh, I was reading. Oh, well, sorry, like, Sherlock Holmes. You I, really I'm got just, to the bottom of that one. I'm You're just, right. I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering why you want to kill so many trees around here whenever we could have easily have saved the ones from yesterday. And, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm well known around Veasan as the tree killer. So it's, uh, you know, it's. I'm sorry. I try to do what I can. But sometimes I got to make sure my hosts are. I'm prepared. calling the representative of the Nevada Sierra Club here <laughs> and, and reporting you. So there is a market out there for this. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, and this coming from Mary Kay Cabo, who, Caput, who, by the way, is one of the very best beat writers out there, as plugged into the Browns as you will possibly get for any of the beat writers. And she says that they will consider acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo if Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension 
increases. Now, that seems a little open-ended there, Wes, mm-hmm. because, I mean, are you really going to acquire him if it goes from six to eight games? Probably not. I mean, right. I, I'm assuming this means if it is a full-season suspension that they would at least consider going yeah. after Jimmy Yeah, Garoppolo. because if you look, the Browns actually, for the money, can make it work because they have a pretty decent amount of cap space uh, when you look at it. I think uh, I think I was reading it, it was about $48 million. So they can make it work with the money, but is it worth their while to go ahead and do it? You know, if it goes from 68, as you were saying, it's not going to happen. But if this is, uh, you know, you're getting deep into November, December, because this Cleveland team – I think has a lot of talent on the roster mm-hmm. and, and, and they should certainly be a division contender. You would think in a, a relatively wide open AFC North, even though I think the Ravens now pretty much the consensus favorite, but I think the teams, there's not a lot of separation between those four necessarily. It kind of like any order can happen in that division, but you're going to need, uh, you know, I think that there is a possibility. Like if you're getting into that third column there, as we showed the schedule graphic, uh, that last third of the season, and you still don't have a Deshaun Watson, then you're going to be in trouble. So uh, Jimmy G may fit a team like Cleveland mm. that I think kind of needs maybe a little bit, can get by with a little bit more of the game manager because they can run the ball so well. The offensive line should be healthy. That's one of the reasons why they finished eight and nine last year because that offensive line just couldn't stay healthy at all. Five-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle Dwayne Brown signing with the New York Jets. Of course, Makai Becton was slated in to be their starting tackle. He has made some really good progress since he's been in the league. He gone with a knee injury, so Dwayne Brown going to get signed there for the Jets. Which Listen, I, I like that they were aggressive here mm-hmm. in this because yeah, they're not going to win anything this year, but I think that there are some steps to be taken towards maybe becoming a contender this yeah. year and, and kind of not just saying, oh, okay, well, we'll go with whatever backup we have or something, you know, going out and getting a guy that's a, a proven player. Well, I, I like this move. And they're, they're a team that I don't know if it's going to show in the wins and losses, even though mm-hmm. you got to pay 175 now to go over five and a half. That number kind of seems right, but I think that you are more than likely going to to see a better team just because mm-hmm. I think they drafted well. The defense is going to keep them in game. So they're a team like week to week. I'm not going to do anything with them preseason, but week to week, I will look at them in some dog spots, you know, getting a bunch of points, kind of hanging in there. They kind of have that look at that pesky team that's not going to get blown out maybe all that often. Todd Bowles came out and said that Tom Brady going to be away for the next 10 days or so for a personal matter. Bowles said that this was something that was discussed before camp started. It sounds like Brady, whenever he retired, made a really awesome vacation, some vacation plans. Maybe he's going to the moon or something. Mm -hmm, He's doing that lunar thing with like, you know, Mm -hmm. Richard Branson or something. And it was like, Hey man, I can't get out of this. So I'm just going to need 10 days off. Hey, but at least Twitter handled this completely fine and professionally today. There was nobody yelling and screaming about, how can the starting quarterback just take off two weeks in the middle of training camp? And that was like, all Twitter. He's like, because I've done 23 of these. Exactly. You know, like this is my 23rd training camp. So, you know, I'm pretty familiar with how it goes. It's like Aaron Rodgers yesterday being like, yeah, I'm going to play when I feel like playing. And it's like, yeah, that's a perfectly acceptable well, answer and, by a guy and like And look, that. I think the bigger concerns for Tampa Bay is keeping the rest of the offense healthy mm-hmm. because the offensive line has had some injury troubles. They already had to replace their two guards anyway with Marpet retiring and the other guard signing with Cincinnati. And then, of course, Ryan Jensen, how long he is going to be out, I'm not sure as of yet. But Tampa Bay uh, a little bit hurting in the middle of that interior line. And also some of the receivers have been getting banged up in camp Steelers named Mitch Trubisky their preseason starter over Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett I don't think 
they didn't. They said that this is not them naming him the starter for the season. Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty much them naming him the right. starter for the season. Yeah. So, um, you know, look, I, this doesn't surprise anyone. I don't think they were always going to give him at least a shot to fail. Mm-hmm. You, you bring him in. If the whole reason you brought him in was because you thought you saw enough there in the guy to to still be a starter in the in the league. And so you're certainly not going to abandon ship on that before you even have well, the chance to look, fail. And and I think that he does deserve mm-hmm. at least one more chance. I know everybody when they get one chance and they fail. They're like, oh my God, it's a retread. He was never going to succeed in Chicago. Just him and Matt Nagy were kind of oil and water. I think it didn't work out. So, you know, he went to Buffalo, was a backup, didn't get a lot of action. Obviously, you're not going to behind Josh Allen. But the little glimpses I saw of him in the preseason games last year looked pretty spry and looked yeah. pretty darn athletic. And maybe working with Brian Dable for a year is going gonna, is gonna to help him out. So uh, I think it, that he's earned at least an opportunity, like you said, to fail. Obviously, they can make a change uh, relatively early after a few games of the season. But uh, Rudolph, number two, I know some people were surprised by that. But Jeremy Fowler, who is the Steelers reporter, I believe, for ESPN, said, hey, that's the way the depth chart is going to be right now. I don't think it's all of a sudden push the panic button. You don't expect a rookie that you get – late in the first round that probably most draft Knicks or draft gurus didn't have a first round grade on in the first place. Good drop uh, by the Patriots wide receiver there. And then, yep, preseason, let's get that punting team some reps. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Um, yeah, I think that's a uh, – it's an interesting situation, Matt, because we talked about those Steelers uh, week one starter odds. I, I don't – you know, we talked about those about a month and a half ago. I don't think there was a lot of teams where the odds really jumped out to us on really a bet to make, but that was the one we kind of circled in on. And it was really all all along has been kind of Trubisky hanging around from minus $2 to minus $3, anywhere in that range. I caught it last night. It was still minus $2.50. When that story came out today, it kind of rushed to see if those odds were still up off the board now. But, man, I, if there's a shop out there still hanging that, I think you could lay minus 250 and be confident mm. in that. I, I, I'm i with you. I think he's getting the start. And as much as as much as much Tomlin's kind of made the case for each of the three of these guys over the first week, I'm kind of like you said, I don't know if I'm really buying it. I think this is what you're seeing him getting the nod for the first preseason game. I think that it's pretty much him getting the nod for the first regular season. And you're for sure not going to throw Pickett out there, you know, week right. one in a divisional game on the road. I think that's just uh, asking for trouble trouble if you do that. And and the thing is is it, it, like the writings on the wall here I think for a couple of different reasons. For one, you knew what you had in Mason Rudolph anyway. So like if you were going to start Mason Rudolph, if you if he was the guy for mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't have gone and gotten Trubisky in the first mm-hmm. place right. because you already had Mason Rudolph in there. So there's no point in signing Trubisky and or drafting Pickett if, right. in, in in that case if you were really sold on Mason Rudolph. So yeah, this is this is his job for sure, his job to lose. Um, I don't think that there's any any question about that. One thing that is, you know, at least a little bit of betting implications here, Wes, is the fact that the Braves had to place Max Freed on the concussion IL today. Um, hit his head. You, you guys might have seen the the second game of a doubleheader against the Mets. You might have seen him kind of hit his head on the field. Anyway, um, well, he stayed in the game, <laughs> went six innings and all that, but right. I guess after the fact found out that he was, in fact, concussed to some degree and is going to be forced to sit out seven days, so he's going to have to miss 
a start in that rotation as well. And, you know, listen, there's 50 games left. There's still, there's still a lot of time. That being said, every little every little game counts for, for this Braves team with as solid as the Mets are. So having to replace a guy like Freed in the lineup. And that's great. why, you know, one of the reasons uh, they made a depth move. They got Jake Odorizzi at the deadline mm-hmm. uh, because they've been struggling a little bit at the back end of that rotation with uh, Morton and uh, also uh, – well, uh, Morton and uh, uh, Wright, rather. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to Adam Burke on the other side here. A little Conference USA, little Major League Baseball. Hey, maybe we'll ask him about playing baseball in a cornfield. Sounds good to me. Primetime action coming back on a Thursday. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long in our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of 62500 American dollars in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As always, drink responsibly. Nice Fresh paper I read that off of. It's nice. To, Hot to off get the a good whiff, whiff of it. it yeah, really it, could, a, it was just it was nice, nice and crisp. It's really nice. Yeah, I printed them about an hour ago. You're yeah, right. It was, uh, those are, it's better paper than the paper yesterday. Different printer. Yeah. Oh, it's One up it here versus downstairs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, All right. That's, that's what's going on. I get on. the cheap stuff downstairs. So. Okay. You can find his great work every single day over on vison.com, the newsletter as well. You can find him over on Twitter at Skating Tripods. He is Adam Burke. Adam, thanks for joining us, my man. Absolutely, Matt. Good to be here. So I do want to start with some baseball stuff before we head into Conference USA with you. We are looking, and I know we've had this conversation with you a couple of different times before, but hey, look, we're we're 50 games out now at this point, and this White Sox team loses again today. They fall to 500. You see the you, you see the Guardians get it done. Are we now to the point where we should be more considering who's going to win this division, the Twins or the Guardians, as opposed to continually throwing in this White Sox team that continues – we, I mean, week after week after week after week to underperform? Yeah, I'm starting to get to that point, Matt. I mean, you know, I, I took the White Sox to win the Central over the All-Star break. I really like their second-half schedule. They had a very, very weak uh, strength of schedule when you look at it on paper. But this team just continues to not perform well, as you mentioned. And, and the injury to Tim Anderson is a really, really big deal for them because they're awful against right-handed pitching. He was just about league average in that split. And also about double the league average in terms of performance against left-handed pitching, which has been their strong suit. But now they lose Anderson at the top of that order. Really, really significant loss for them. And you know they just they they can't seem to get it going. And I have a hard time believing that they will now without Anderson. Adam, uh, flipping over to the NL West very quickly. Uh, the Padres make the big deal for Juan Soto at the deadline, and then they uh, they seem to get right away swept by the Dodgers. So now everybody's like, well, we told you the Padres are fraudulent. But do you think maybe this is the time here in August, considering the fact that they only have two games against teams with winning record basically till the end of the month, till they get the Dodgers for a four-game set on Labor Day, is 7-1 to one enough for you to buy in on the National League for the Padres at this point? You know, I don't think so. I mean, Sean Manaya is really struggling right now. I'm not exactly sure what we'll get from Joe Musgrove the rest of the way or come playoff time. I think the lineup is fine now with Juan Soto and, and Josh Bell also, who was a very underrated acquisition in that deal. But 
I do have some concerns about the pitching staff here, some concerns about the bullpen. Josh Hader still seems to have a lot of things going on here. So I think offensively they're fine. But the problem with the offense is when you get to the playoffs, you face teams with good pitching. They may run into, say, the Brewers in the wild card round where they end up with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns to deal with in that series. They may end up with the Braves, who can actually match up with them offensively, and maybe you could make a case have better pitching. I just think it's hard enough for San Diego to get through that wild card round, let alone try to get past the Dodgers or the Mets when they get further. So I think San Diego, maybe you start to look for them next year, but I think there are enough concerns about their pitching staff this year that I don't really think I could buy them to, to be the team that emerges from a really, really strong and top-heavy National League. Adam, when we look at this American League wildcard race here, which one of these teams do you think is the best? Do, do you think any of these teams are actually built to maybe make a run at this whole thing? I mean, right now it's Toronto, Seattle, Tampa, Baltimore. Of course, we talk, you know, the Twins, White Sox, however that all ends up playing out as far as that division goes or something. But is is there any one of these teams that you look at and say, you know what, that team actually is really, really good? So I think when they get healthy, I think the Seattle Mariners are actually pretty good. I mean, I do have concerns about their starting rotation. Logan Gilbert's been getting knocked around a little bit. Some of his regressions kind of come to the forefront. I have no faith in Marco Gonzalez or Chris Flexen. But Luis Castillo is a really, really big addition for them in the starting rotation. And, you know, a lot of people have probably heard the adage, if you want to have a bad team, have a bad bullpen. Well, if you want to have a good team, have a good bullpen. And Seattle's bullpen is outstanding and they've really figured out how to use these guys where to deploy them i think this seattle team you know offensively they're getting better and their pitching is you know it's not awesome but their bullpen is pretty awesome and when you look at the blue jays that's their big problem their bullpen is not very good i worry about baltimore's starting rotation holding up as well i mean they're a great story but you know we'll see what happens with them going forward and, and i don't think minnesota is all that good either so you know, for me, I think Seattle is is probably the best of the bunch here. And of course, you know, they were a team that was really aggressive in upgrading at the trade deadline. Adam, uh, turning to college football, and you did great work in the VSIN college football betting guide, which you can still get up at VSIN.com. And one of the conferences you did, Conference USA. And just looking at the top of the two, the the, the two favorites that we thought were going to be the favorites, UAB, UTSA, who obviously had a great season last year, 12-2 and Conference USA title. Got to replace some good players, though, especially in that backfield, does UTSA in a really tough schedule to start. Uh, do you think we have the rightful two favorites here? Do you like somebody better a little bit down in the odds for the conference yeah I, I think it winds up coming down to uab and utsa i mean they're the top two teams in my power ratings i actually have utsa a point better on a neutral field than uab and, and i'm going to go through and you know do some final touch-ups with my one through 131 here before the season starts but i love the job that jeff trailer is doing there they're recruiting at a really strong level from conference usa standpoint yeah sincere mccormick's a big loss they also lost their left tackle spencer burford but, you know, they bring back Frank Harris. They got an Arkansas transfer in Traylon Smith. So I think this running game should be just fine here. They did lose some guys on defense. Only five starters are back. But I just think that the depth of their talent, as far as being a Conference USA program is concerned, I think that helps UTSA. And for UAB, look, good team. I like Dylan Hopkins as the quarterback. But I do wonder what happens with this team on game day with Bill Clark gone now. Mm -hmm. Offensive coordinator Brian Vincent is going to take over. He's kind of auditioning for the job now. But I think not having Clark on game day may ultimately hurt UAB in, in some of the close games that they'll end up playing in this conference. 
Adam, we've got a bunch of teams with four and a half and five and a half win totals on the year. We typically, when we see something like that, we know there's likely to be one team that really outperforms what that win total is sitting at. Is there any team as you dug in and you started looking around, you were like, you know what, this team has the potential here, I think, to to really be much better than what we're giving them credit for? Well, I think Middle Tennessee's got a shot to be a pretty good team. I mean, last year they used four different starting quarterbacks. They had one that retired, I believe, after week three in Bailey Hockman, who transferred in from NC State. Chase Cunningham had a 16-3 to touchdown-interception ratio through his five starts before he wound up getting hurt. They had to burn the red shirt of Nick Vadiato, who I think is a pretty good quarterback and may push Cunningham for this job as the season goes along. But Middle Tennessee is a well-coached team with Rick Stock still. Scott Schaefer has been a power five defensive coordinator before. I think this defense should be a little bit better here this season, especially in concern or in terms of the pass where, and look, you know, they were minus seven in turnover margin against Western Kentucky. So they got blown out in that game, but they were about the only team in this conference to hold the Hilltoppers at bay. So I think Middle Tennessee is a team that could end up being pretty good. And, and I kind of like the hire of Sonny Cumbie at, at Louisiana Tech as well, where he's a guy that you know, he should recruit Texas very well. He's a guy that knows offense. I don't necessarily know how things are going to go here with you know the changeover and the scheme change on offense, but I think Louisiana Tech and, and Middle Tennessee are two programs that I would look for to possibly be the ones to outperform their expectations a bit. Adam, one more on Conference USA, and you mentioned that team just briefly. That is Western Kentucky. We're going to get a look at Bailey Zappi as a New England Patriot here for the preseason game tonight, but he is now gone, as is Zach Kitley goes back to Texas Tech as the offensive coordinator. New OC, battle at the quarterback position, but do you see that much drop-off? Because it looks like the scheme's going to be pretty much the same with the air raid. Yeah, the scheme should be pretty similar. Ben Arbuckle was kind of Zach Kitley's right-hand man, and, and they bring in Jarrett Dagey from West Virginia, who also played at Texas Tech. So he, you would think he would be a good fit here for this system if he gets the job. If not, they have a West Florida transfer in Austin Reed, who threw 78 touchdown passes in two seasons. So the offense should be pretty good. But the concern that I have is Jarrett Stearns and Mitchell Tinsley, 227 combined receptions last year, over 3,300 receiving yards, so you need, to, you need to develop a rapport with the new receivers here and the new quarterbacks. And the concern with this air raid is if it's inefficient, it can really hurt your defense. So while I still have Western Kentucky pegged for about eight and a half wins this season, I had them power rated two and a half points below UAB, three and a half below UTSA. I'm kind of concerned a little bit about that projection uh, just because you know, I think there could be some bumps in the road here for this offense that also negatively impact the defense. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Skating Tripods. You can also find him over on VEASAN.com and all of his great work in the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide for Conference USA, amongst others as well. And the newsletter, by the way, is free. So go sign up right now for that. Adam Burke, thanks for joining us, buddy. Absolutely, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, Adam. Kelly, touchdown. Yeah, it was a good t- touchdown by the referees there. Uh, in <laughs> Kelly, was, and, uh, Kelly was going for the push-off there. O- only three calls on that drive that were all questionable, but it's okay. Let's get uh, preseason for the refs, too. We'll get a full update of how this all came to be as well. Look at some Kevin Durant odds as well on the other side. Primetime action. Okay. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thursday edition of Primetime Action here on VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Matt, Wes, Kelly. Kelly, if uh, people are wondering, we didn't give you an adequate amount of time there as we were headed to break. Why are, why are you so interested in what's going on in this game? Well, i got to bet on the Giants. Uh-huh. I'm, la- I'm, uh-huh. la- I'm laying one let of the everyone, first half. Let everyone know where uh, you, on this very show about a week ago you said, I might have one, two <laughs> preseason bets when yeah, it's all said yeah. and done. I, I, mean, I haven't, ecl- home. I haven't eclipsed that mark yet, okay? There's still plenty of preseason. And, and hey, you know what? You need the yearly reminder of why, of why you shouldn't really bet on preseason. <laughs> and I think I just got that on that drive with the refs uh, completely ruining the entire drive and basically giving the Patriots a touchdown. Yeah, so. Mike Pereira, by the way, was on our air. I believe he was on Follow the Money earlier this week. And he said, look, you're going to see the illegal contact enforced a little bit. I wonder if it's going to end up being, because I always complain about this as a regular college basketball better. I always complain early in the season, the points of emphasis, November and December, and they call that little hand checking and there's a parade to the foul line. And then once you get into 
like mid-January and you get in a conference play, then it's like, okay, we're just going to let them play. We're not going to, you know, blow the whistle every five seconds. So I wonder how long this goes for the NFL. But as Kelly said over the break, this is preseason for the referees as well. Yeah, that was something that came out of the owners meeting, I believe, this year, Wes, where it was that was supposed to be a point of emphasis last year Mm -hmm. in the NFL. And they ended up not calling it like at all. Um, and so that was when I guess they revisited, and yes, they were they they basically told everybody to expect to see that flag more this year, which is a five yard penalty and the automatic first down. Um, but yeah, go check your Twitter feed because the one they they decided to call as the first penalty of the year in any game was uh, was that was the illegal contact, and there was no contact whatsoever. Not nada, nada. We saw him contact the ball. Great defensive play that yeah. they decided to throw a flag on. We are scoring runs in the cornfield. The Cubs with a three spot in the top of the first, getting to Nick Lodolo early there for the Reds. Lodolo, one of the Reds' bright pitching prospects, but he has had kind of had an up-and-down beginning yeah. to his career there for the team, kind of ping-ponging between good starts and bad have, starts. Like Hunter yeah. Green's been kind of down. Hunter Green is a guy that has a lot of potential. It's really been the guy that's kind of the bottom of those three prospects, Graham Ashcraft, mm-hmm. who's had the most consistent season, at least for Cincinnati. Cincinnati, by the way, did get two on in the bottom of the first, but nothing doing three nothing Cubs. And Boston with a one nothing lead over the Orioles here early. Looks like we have a... There was a double by Xander Bogarts, and he gets driven in by Verdugo after that. So early run there as well on Dean Kramer, one nothing in favor of the Red Sox. And we are scoreless in the other preseason game as we sit right now. And, guys, we're, we're having trouble finding this thing on, on programming. Yeah, I think, I think it's found. a local broadcast. Mm. I was trying to see if maybe uh, they had the coordinates for one of the local affiliates for Tennessee oh, and boy. Baltimore. It uh, looks like we may have a turnover in <laughs> Foxborough. Teron Taylor looking good in first two passes and then <laughs> coughed it up by whatever receiver. I yeah, I don't know who – I don't know who uh, – who Johnson. I don't know who it was either, but that's not. We're in the second quarter, so this is not good for you. No, it is not good at all. This drive was looking good. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were. And boom, good punch. Oh, what yeah, a punch that out. That was a punch out. That was good. I was about to give a live line update. I'm like, okay, why did it disappear? <laughs> because it's a little bit ahead of the feed. There's your answer. There is your answer. Seven to three in favor of the Patriots. Kelly sweating a Giants first half bet that that was promising right there, buddy. I feel for you. Yeah. I really it it looks so good now. Yeah, I really do. I feel for you. Uh, you know what we didn't do, and we have yet to – I keep punting this, and we're going to – I'm going to get to it now. We keep we keep punting on these Cy Young odds, and I'm yeah. not going to allow that to happen anymore. Okay, good good job. I'm not going to allow that because, to happen. Because the, the other night you did that with MVP, and then you said, you know what, Kelly, I'm glad you put this in here because these odds were a lot more interesting than I thought. You, 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 well, here's the thing with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the Cy Young. I punted it all show last night. Yeah, you did. And then I punted it last, <laughs> segment, two segments ago. Yeah, so here yeah. we go. Let's get to this on the, on the NL side of things. Sandy Alcantara, you know what I did? I waited because it's a little bit more interesting of a conversation now that Alcantara got, uh, well, he didn't get lit up, but he did take the L last night, give up four earns. Well, so. both both guys that are leading the races in each league lost last night, right? So actually now that, and, and now we get to the, the top three. We just mentioned Max Fried goes on the IL for, and is going to miss at least one start there for the Braves as well. So Alcantara, a minus 280 favorite over in the NL Cy Young race, Corbin Burns, 8-1, to one. Freed, 17-1, to one. and then we get into the longer shots, Rodon at 25, Wheeler at 25, Musgrove at 35, Gonsolin at 35, and then Scherzer at 
40. Look, I still think it's Alcantara's to lose, right. Wes. I mean, the guy, he was cruising until the one inning where, again, it, it wasn't like he pitched horror. He just got bled to death by a bunch of singles. So, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine that this is, unless he has, you know, three more pretty poor starts or something like that. His his body of work through the course of this yeah. season really does have him out in front of everybody. And, and it's kind of tough to see somebody catching him. I mean, mm-hmm. we mentioned about Max Freed. Now he's only going to be out for about a week to 10 days, but still out of sight, out of mm-hmm. mind a little bit. And then Carlos Rodon still pitching solid for the Giants, but the Giants are obviously a team that's not a contender. Zach Wheeler, I think his numbers have been better than his results this year. He hasn't mm-hmm. been getting a lot of decisions. Musgrove. Adam pointed out in the last segment that he's kind of been struggling a little bit. Gonsolin was, I think, long due for regression. You've seen it at least a little bit, even though he hasn't totally fallen off the face of the earth. But it's just hard to see somebody coming from behind. Corbin Burns still there at 8-1 to one and uh, really has been the pitcher on that Milwaukee staff that I think has kind of lived up to last year where his numbers haven't gone down too much. You've seen a little bit of regression with Woodruff, a little bit with Peralta as well. But I do think this is uh, Sandy's to lose for sure. Yeah, if you look, Alcantara as we sit right now, 166 innings on the year because he goes so deep in every single start. That's the other thing that I don't know if voters look at stuff like that. I would like to think that they do because you see Rodon, you see Freed Freed's done 138. Rodon's done 128. And we're talking about we're talking about Alcantara's done 166, Wes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like he has gone so deep in these games, that is basically an extra four games that he's pitched, you know, from an innings perspective over, over these guys. And it's just, you know, the guy is just continues to put together uh, an, an incredible amount of six, seven, eight. Sometimes, you know, we've seen him go full, complete games. A and couple I times. think the voters are smart enough mm-hmm. to know that this Marlins team does not really give him a lot of run support yep. on a regular basis. So this guy has to be good. This isn't like Freed, who's been very good, or a Wheeler, where you know what, you've got guys that can really hit, but hit behind mm-hmm. you. So you don't always have to be so perfect. Alcantara really has to be. You saw that last night. Very little margin for error, and just kind of got paper cutted to death there in the eighth inning. Corbin Burns does have a 2.45 ERA with a 2.81 xERA and a 2.89 xFIP. So I mean his his stats do back up what he, we've seen from him on the season as well. He is a much more high strikeout guy than Alcantara is. 11 and a half K per nine compared to the a little under eight for Alcantara. So there is you know if you want to start making some cases for some of these other guys. Of course we know Rodon is super high strikeout guy as well where his peripherals definitely show that he's he's been the real deal as well his 295 ERA backed up by a 277 XERA and a 311 XFIP so you kind of start to realize that 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 he also is is getting backed up by these advanced metrics and then Wheeler kind of out of nowhere struggled a couple of starts to begin the season and then picked up right where he left off last year as well 263 ERA backed up by a 297 XERA and 312 XFIP and a pretty high K rate for him as well, and 9.7 K per nine. So we're we got a, a we got a, a lot of good pitchers there, mm-hmm. Wes. But it's just you know, again, I keep going back to Alcantara, just quality start after quality start for a team that's not very good, not very good defensively either, and then also a guy that is consistently going super deep into these games and is is leading the league in innings pitched right now 
by 22 innings over Aaron Nola. I mean, that does, right. that's a, you know, 166 to 144. I mean, that is, we're talking if you go seven innings in a game, that's three extra games worth mm-hmm. of innings that he mm-hmm. that, that, that he's that he's eating up. And here. you're seeing that kind of wear as we get into mm-hmm. the AL Cy Young odds. Uh, Shane McClanahan going into the break, his highest innings pitch of his career, and he's really had to eat a lot of innings for yep. the Tampa Bay Rays. And he was the favorite, not the clear favorite, but he was a little bit ahead of Justin Verlander until about a couple weeks ago. And now you've seen Shane McClanahan dip to the third choice on the ale board. Yeah, a couple of rough starts in a row for him, and you do start to wonder – if pitching all those innings, if getting in deep into the season here for a guy that hasn't done it before, if we do start to see some of the regression, right? If we start to see, or or we see the Rays pull back on how much they use him, right? I mean yeah. that could be a, that could be another that could be another thing that really does affect his odds, at even at six and a half. If they even if he's throwing well, maybe they don't let him go much further than right. five or six innings, right? Because mm-hmm. we've seen uh, we saw that with Atlanta with Kyle Wright. Yeah. I think they took him out after like seventy some odd pitches uh, last night. So you might see Tampa Bay, even though they're in the thick of the wild card race, Braves a little more safer at this standpoint. But you might see Tampa Bay have to do that a little bit, and then of course the favorite Justin Verlander minus 170 Dylan Seas took the loss today in Kansas City at plus 270 I it's hard for me to make a case against Verlander he has been so incredibly good every single thing backs up as well for him at his age off Tommy John he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt and a team that is is incredibly uh incredibly good as them too they're certainly going to get the benefit of the doubt for him there like you just said Frank Schwab gonna join us we're gonna talk some NFL here on the other side, primetime act coming back. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.